I like beer, okay? I like beer. Boys like beer. Girls like beer. I like beer. I like beer. Okay, so I asked if you drank in high school and you said, I like beer ten times. <laughs> that leads me to the next question. Did you ever drink too many beers? You mean, was I cool? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt Damon is Brett Kavanaugh. I've got uh, the latest poll numbers on that and the, the beer answer. What was the, the, the dog whistle that was all the beer comments on, uh, on Thursday? It was a dog whistle? All that coming up, but I, yeah. I, I like beer too, and I'm not whistling at any dogs. So all that's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Stay tuned for it. Um, my wife's birthday today. And for whatever reason, it's one of those numbers that's really getting her down. You know how there's just, there are some oh, yeah. numbers that get you down, and not always round numbers. Uh, in my experience, sometimes uh, sometimes it's just, you know, I don't know, you just had in your mind, for some reason, this number is not where you wanted to be. Well, I think, for instance, when somebody is 37, they can't claim to be in their early 30s anymore. I remember having that yeah, thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I turned 25, and I thought, I'm closer to 30 than to 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> you old man. Yeah. Which seems ridiculous now, of course, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's her birthday today, and um, we kind of did the birthday over the weekend just because then it's not a school day and a work day and a little more time to uh, to enjoy it. I bought a side-by-side. I didn't even know that's what they were called until recently. A gator, John Deere gator. She's been uh, wanting one of those for a long time. And the you're kids, getting closer to telling me something I understand. Is they're, that they're, a vehicle? Yeah, they're vehicles. Okay. They're like little, uh, little, little oh. tiny dump trucks you drive around. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. picture one of those. And yeah. they're ridiculously expensive if you get the loaded new ones, which I bought an unloaded really old one. <laughs> but uh, that's because that's the way I am. But this is somebody told me that this is why motorcycle sales are down for Harley and all your big things like that is guys in that crowd have moved on to side-by-sides and that's what they do on the weekend. They head up into the hills in their, in their sporty side-by-side that are like $30,000. Right. Uh, and they, and they do that sort of thing. But anyway, my kids were driving around and really enjoying it unless that's illegal, in which case they weren't driving it around. And I'm just saying this for fun. Um, Anything goes on private property, but please. they certainly freaking should. Yeah. But, um, yeah, amen to that. But so they want their thing was they were going to make mom a birthday cake and they were going to have a cake baking contest oh and make her a cake. And I didn't pay a lot of attention to what they were doing. We went to the store and bought all the supplies. And I was uh, I was an absentee father on this little project. <laughs> uh, and they and they were putting all this stuff into their cakes. Like, oh, boy. Candy bars and entire <laughs> bottles of sprinkles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fifteen strands of licorice whips. Oh, I mean, just a, a, a gummy bears and... You're causing diabetes to the radio audience. And then when you bake that, it all just kind of melts together in a congealed, <laughs> sticky mess. And it takes like an hour to bake. And you're still just a congealed, sticky mess. But anyway. Oh, my so God. A cake with a candy bar in it. Oh, the candy bar was fine. It kind of melts, but it was, yeah. the, it was the bags of gummy bears. What happens to them in the oven? Oh, At least God. it was all edible stuff. They have made cakes in the past that include Windex and dog <laughs> food. So, so they're, they're improving. Yeah. So it was all Windex. edible things. Yeah. No dog food, huh? No dog food. So it was all edible <laughs> things, as far as I know. But I'm so they, they, they both finished their cake and they were so excited about it in the way that little kids get. I mean, just 
thrilled with the idea of a mom and dad eating the cake and judging who won the contest. And we were both dreading having to pretend to eat these things <laughs> after the dinner. And we, we really, we wanted to do the, you know, look over there and not even take a bite. But they were they, they were too intently watching. And we each tried to choke down a bite of them. And I mean, oh, man. one was just horrific. One of the worst things I've ever had in my mouth. And I've had, I've had cow crap in my mouth. This is one of the worst things I've ever tasted. That was back in your, I'll eat anything for $10 days. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so we both chuck, choked down like a, a small bite of each. And then Laura gave uh, one. Made a, the smiley, mmm, face. <laughs> Laura gave one of them a five for creativity and a four for taste. And I reversed it with a five for creativity, a five for taste and a four creativity, which ended up in a tie. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Oh, and then man. we had to decide, what do we do with these cake scoops? We can't let them eat them. Or, and they were about having more pieces tomorrow, and we're going to have one after every meal. And thought, do we say the ants got it or the dogs ate it? we got to get rid of these things. Should have brought wow. it to work. Oh, I should have. I sh- absolutely should have brought it to work and seen if anybody said anything, if they just all woofed it down, the, the animals around here. Any chance you can interest them in just cake-flavored it cake? It was not I mean, edible. Is- yeah. Yeah, it was, it was something, though. I don't know what happens to gummy bears with heat, but it turns into a non-edible plastic product. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, God, that was funny. Wow. Entire bottles of sprinkles. <laughs> that is so many sprinkles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was rough. Yeah. And yeah. they really enjoyed it, though. Oh, and kind of the other end of the human experience, just a quick, quick uh, public service announcement. Um. Again, you know, I'm going to leave out the details because of HIPAA and, and other regulations, but uh, a friend of mine was feeling really weird um, and uh, and was telling uh, friend B about it. And friend B said, yeah, we're going to the hospital. And um, if they'd waited hours or certainly 24 hours, uh, friend A would probably not be with us anymore. Wow. Um, what and, kind of feeling bad? Everybody would want to know. You know, you're right. Yeah, it's the classic um, uh, being short of breath inexplicably. And then uh, then just having no energy short of breath, and then feeling tightness in, in his chest. And uh, and it turned out to be um, a, well, I don't think I'm revealing anything. I haven't told you who it is. It was a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in your lung, which um, absolutely can kill you. Um, and so, you know, my friend B's message to me, and he asked me to disseminate it, and I think it's a good one, is, you know, better to... Get there, and the doctors say, no, you're fine. We're not sure what's causing it, but um, you're good. Head on home. Uh, better do that three, four times than you know than the other direction. Well, that's easy to say if you've ever done it a couple of times like I have, and you go mm-hmm. through the whole ER experience and waiting and this and that, and they say, oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with you, and then you go all the way back home. Yeah, um, it's, it's miserable. <laughs> and <laughs> but, the whole, now, tightness in the chest, all that sort of stuff is is a thing, but the exhausted, God dang it. I, I always struggle with that one. I am so freaking tired. There must be something horribly wrong with me. You know, that's one of the, uh, the, 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 the that's the uh, symptom for everything is just extreme exhaustion. Oh, yeah. That's well, a tough one to judge. Yeah, you got to have a, a point scale for yourself, I think. Yeah, if, uh, you know, my thoughts are fuzzy and I want to lie down. I mean, it's <laughs> not, not evidence of anything. Right. Except me being alive. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's a frightening thing to think you could have decided, yeah, I'll see tomorrow. If I still feel this way tomorrow, I'll go in. 
Yeah. Yeah, and obviously it's a sliding scale too if you're uh 23 years old. It's different if you're than if you're 55. But, sure. Yeah, just you know if, if, a lot of people, and I ran into this in college, and I'm pretty sure I've told this story Did you just before, drink 15 beers and eat a whole Papa John's pizza? It makes a difference, too. Right. Yeah, I'm having terrible pains in my upper abdomen. Yeah, I'll bet you are. Um, when I was in college, one of our friends... Thank you, Gladys. Gladys playing the harp on a Monday morning? Yeah, one of our uh, friends had the flu, or so it seemed, and, and uh, we went to see how he was doing in the morning in his room, and we could not wake him up. And I said, all right, we got to call an ambulance. And a couple of guys who were smart guys said, really tried to talk us out of it, thinking, ah, you don't want to, well, that'd be a big deal. And, and it's an interest, the, the desire not to make a fool of yourself, um, is obviously not very strong in me. Look what I do for a living. Um, but that restrains a lot of people from, from taking action, I think. And you know, it's, I'm not saying it's clearly one thing or, or another, but God, you got to let your rational mind talk you out of that impulse. The well, I don't want them to make fun of me because it's not a heart attack, you know. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, because if you it depends on your personality. Have you ever known somebody who's always having a heart attack and going to a doctor, and there's right. never anything wrong with them? Right. I mean, I've known people like that. Yeah, that factors in. So uh, yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. Yeah. Um, uh, God, so- I get I get these muscle spasms in my upper back, um, occasionally, and they're you know they're they're painful, not not crazy painful, not like you got back problems painful, but they're painful enough that they're like ow. Um, and the ones on the left, right behind my heart, when those happen, and I feel like it's uh, well, I feel like I'm uh, I got the big one coming. The probably growler. guilt. <laughs> probably guilt. Guilt for your reason for that. Hey, listen, I hope we can squeeze in at some point. Absolutely uh, great article uh, I came across about how to negotiate anything, according to neuroscientists. Oh, cool. Including, you know, you're looking for a raise at work or, or you're, you're trying to buy a house or what have you. It's a, I found it really thought-provoking. So the, the first poll number's in after all this stuff on the Kavanaugh thing. Where is America after Thursday and Friday? Take a look at that. Where is America with Armstrong and Getty? The way different people responded to his testimony, her testimony, Lindsey Graham's um, thing, whatever you want to call it. Just, you know, completely different views of that sort of thing, which are really interesting. Where America be at for our more earthy audience. Um, Yeah, so the latest poll numbers. We'll take a look at it. You decide. What you think of that? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Talk to me. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. Judge I only have one question for you. I want you to look me in the eye, in front of God, and I want you to answer honestly. That beer you like to drink, are we talking foreign or domestic? I drink American beer. You ain't drinking Heineken on us! I drink American beer! No further question! 
Uh, from Saturday Night Live, and we probably at some point should play a little Kanye uh, talking about SNL. He, he wore his MAGA hat for his song there toward the end. He was bullied, bullied backstage. And uh, he had a rant about Trump, I guess, but that didn't make it onto the air, so not sure how significant that is. The hundred people in the audience and the cast saw it. Well, and it did it stream? I think it streamed online. The videos mm. I've seen of it are uh, cell phone videos of people in the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Good, because um, we can't have anything, the least bit, pro-even open discussion. It's got to be one-sided. So the whole Brett Kavanaugh beer thing, this is one view of the New York Times. Frank Booney, who's, Bruni, who's one of your opinion columnists, the Supreme Court nominee paired a frothy beverage with identity politics with the idea that beer was his bid and he was bald with it. He was telling the Bud Coors, Corona, and Heineken drinkers of male American, middle America that, yes, the coastal Chardonnay types and Pinot Noir liberals were coming from them and were not found of, fond of such hollowed traditions as tailgate parties, fraternities, and drinking games. It was a dog whistle to middle America about what? beer, and we're beer people, and I'm a beer person, so you should support me, which I don't what a think... What crock of crap. Which I don't think was on his mind at any point. I just I think, think what he's was a beer on his drinker. mind is he likes to drink beer. <laughs> he's a beer-drinking guy and drank a lot of it and still God, does, apparently. That's, that's, Frank Bruni needs to be analyzed. Yeah, even mentions at some point that probably came up with a strategy with Trump to appeal to the Trump voter by mentioning beer so much. Wow. Right. Uh, so here's your latest poll numbers. First, I'll give the numbers, and then I'll mention a uh, great column I read in the Weekly Standard, which I can't dig up. I'll have to figure out who wrote it because he made a good point. Uh, I think I tweeted it, actually. Vote to confirm, vote against, too soon to say. Vote to confirm, 35%. Vote against, 37%. That would be a tie because the margin of error is less than the 2% divide, so that's a tie. Or more, yeah. And then too soon to say is 28%, which is about where America is, I think, on this sort of thing. You got a third that clearly he's a good guy, a third that's going to say clearly he's a rapist, and then a third that are going to say, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and listen, it, it serves my side of the argument, and I get that, but given the way most people get their information via you know the mainstream media and or the big tech companies, and it's funny, do we mean, when we see the, say the mainstream media, do we mean Yahoo and Google? As Boy, well. Yahoo! I had never and paid all the big sites. I had never paid attention to Yahoo News for, oh, yeah. for whatever reason, and I've started reading their uh, their headlines for the day every day. Yeah. They are so left. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. It's not even they're they're way beyond Washington Post or New York Times or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They just they're like I guess what we found out about Google. They just plain have a news agenda to start the day. Yeah, glad you brought that up. Uh, I was but don't the base a man's entire career on a dead gum Yahoo commercial. Yeah. Right, right, Coach. <laughs> It's a good point. Um, so anyway, but my point is that you've got to grant me this, that you're polling the average folks who, you know, maybe news junkies, maybe not, but surely their opinions have been formed uh, to a large extent by what they've taken in in the media. Sure, and, of course And that it coverage would be. has been wildly unbalanced. Yeah, of course it would be. I liked the six takeaways from the Ford Kavanaugh hearings from the Weekly Standard, which I tweeted out over the weekend. I I just retweeted it from, um, I think Steve Hayes put it out there, and I, and I always like his opinion. Yeah, six and, is a good tight listicle. And I'm not going to. too much. I'm not going to go through them because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're somewhat tired of it, but it would be an, it's an article that would anger everybody because there's stuff in there you're not going to agree with and stuff you're going to agree with, which generally makes it seem like it's attempting to be fair to me. The one thing he says at the end, which I think is absolutely true, if you're more than 80 20, 
certain one way or the other, there's something wrong with you. Amen. And I would think that's absolutely true. Yeah. How yeah. could you possibly be um, more than 80, 20 certain either direction? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this over the weekend, a long reflective walk, that people who, and, and listen, this is some of y'all, and we love you, and we appreciate you listening, but if you're smug about your politics... And I guess uh, contempt for the other side is another way to look at it. But if you're smug like all of Twitter and Facebook and the rest of it, that's not a good way to be. I mean, especially like a Kavanaugh thing. Uh, How can you be smug about it? There's just way, way too much in doubt. As I've said a hundred times, unknown and unknowable. Most of the facts of the thing. Jeff Flake, the senator who put the brakes on this thing, saying uh, this is tearing. He he gets up from his seat, walks over and taps his friend on the shoulder, friend uh, Senator Mr. Coons on the shoulder, takes him uh, behind the scenes, which I didn't notice during the hearings, and said, this is tearing the country apart. We need to come up with a, with something to, to do here. Um, it is, I watched the Sunday news shows yesterday, the roundtable discussions. I've never seen them get into talking over each other, the moderator couldn't control them arguments like they did this Sunday, ever. And I've been watching these shows for decades. Wow. Every single show erupted in a everybody screaming at each each other finger in the face the the host couldn't control them argument. Every every show. Wow, that's crazy. You know, so on that level I appreciate Jeff Flake trying to do something about it. God knows we need more people like that. But I don't uh, his whole flip-flopping thing. I think he just got elected cuz he looks like Dudley Do-Right. <laughs> He's got the big chin and the handsome uh, you know hair and the straight nose. Well, it's kind of bent but uh, straight on an angle. Um I don't I don't get the whole the gals yelled at me in an elevator and so I've I've changed my thinking. I don't either, but as to the the people yelling at each other more than I've ever seen, it's it's the and this word has been used over and over by senators there on the uh, in the in the hearings. The whole tribal thing has shifted from my tribe is America to my tribe is either Republican or Democrat. And I don't know what we do with this, but people are so certain that their side is all that is righteous in the world, and the other side is actually not only out to destroy America, but like to personally harm them. Right. It's right, incredible. The whole, the whole uh, I don't feel safe. I need a safe place. Words lead to violence. I'm afraid of violence. Well, this man is evil, and if you vote right. for him, you're part of evil. Wow, how Senator do you ever, Cory Booker. How said do that. you ever get there? Well, yeah, it's uh, the tribal thing's okay if, like, you're thinking the tribe on the other side of the hill, they actually wear wooden shoes and their music sounds different than ours. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. But if you think the other tribe over the hill is, they're not even humans. They eat babies and they light people on fire. Right. If we allow a single one of them into our camp, it'll be the death of us. And that's what we're working toward. It really is. With the help of uh, Putin, of course. God dang it. I don't know how much of this is Putin, but if this was his goal, and it was, it's been very successful. Uh, What are other headlines, Marshall? Uh, FBI Kavanaugh investigation shifting into high gear. Trump claiming trade deal victory. Many agree with him. And what do you call Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg? Hacked. Hmm. Yeah, 50 million more Facebook accounts got hacked, or are they the same ones hacked again? That's what I'm confused by. Uh, Stay tuned. All that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Boy, one prosecutor up on uh, CBS this morning saying this is a he said, she said, but it's even weaker than most he said, she saids in terms of numbers of facts they have to go on, which is interesting. Right. Which, you know, brings us back to the if you're more than 80, 20 sure that he did it, what the hell are you basing that on? I mean, well, because you want to believe it. People going to believe what they want to believe. Another Yale classmate came out yesterday and said, oh, he was a serious drunk. Uh, so maybe we'll hit you with some of those quotes a little bit later. Everybody taking that is at face value. If you're a person who has one drink every six months at a wedding and you run into somebody who has like uh, three beers in a day, you'll think, wow, they've got a problem. So, again. Well, and I, I, I've known a lot of people who drank a lot. They didn't rape anybody or try to. I've known people who are like stark, raving, destroying their lives and their bodies, alcoholics, and I didn't know they drank. That's a pretty good point right there. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the FBI investigation, the background investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct by Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh shifting into high gear. Agents already interviewing the woman who claims he exposed himself to her during a party at Yale years ago. Now, Republican Jeff Flake, who negotiated the week-long FBI action, telling 60 Minutes... There'll be other outrageous allegations that come forward. The FBI will talk to people that won't want to talk anymore. Uh, We won't be any better off. Um, There is a chance that that will happen. I I do think that we can make progress. They have yet, the agents have yet to talk with uh, Christine Blasey Ford. They've talked to the Ramirez woman. uh, What are you calling that, Joe? Uh, the infamous uh, Yale penis wagging incident. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. They have talked. They have talked with her. But isn't that the story that the New York Times and the Washington Post yes. said we would have never printed that? Right. It's too flimsy. Yep. Okay. Which was weird because simultaneously Ronan Farrow was saying this exceeds the level of evidence that I've had mm-hmm. for previous stories. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might say something about Ronan Farrow, well, Ronan Sinatra. Well, there's a certain amount of also the, 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 the big media organizations, they tear down the other person's story when they get it because yeah. they don't they didn't have it or didn't run it. I, I don't know. So to what extent is this uh, extended week an, uh, an effort by Republicans to cover their high knees um, and say, look, I'm, I'm pro-woman, I'm pro-hashtag me too. I'm thorough. I don't know, and that gets to who's being motivated the most by that, which was a discussion among many of the pundits over the weekend. A lot of people talking about how motivated Democrats are now to take back the House and the Senate. Well, I think Republicans are coming out of this pretty motivated, too. Uh, So, I don't know, we might have an unusually high turnout on both sides, or we'll... (laughs) Even after all of this, turnout will be ridiculously low, as it always is for midterms. And we'll think, boy, everybody likes to yell about this, but nobody likes to vote. We'll see. And and as usual, libertarians are just annoyed. (laughs) President Trump claiming a big victory with the new trade deal between the U.S. and Canada. In a series of tweets this morning, Trump saying, late last night, our deadline, we reached a wonderful new trade deal with Canada to be added into the deal already reached with Mexico. Honey, honey, pull the back bacon out of the garbage. We can eat it again. The new name will be the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA. It's a great deal for all three it's countries. It's fun to trade with the USMCA. <laughs> it's fun to trade. Cam, come on, everybody. This seems like a good time for Sean's one-word market review. Sean? Yes. The market is happy. Okay, cool. Happy. There you go. With the, with the, with the trade deal. There you go. Happy market.
A deal could be signed by the end of November. Trump will be talking about the new deal at a news conference this morning at 8 o'clock West Coast time. In other news, a Facebook security breach confirmed on Friday may have left nearly 50 million users vulnerable. Included in that number, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. Good! <laughs> the breach discovered this past week was the largest in the country's, or company's rather, 14-year history. The attackers exploiting a feature in Facebook's code to gain access to user accounts and potentially take control of them. I want to learn more about this quote-unquote feature that was quote-unquote exploited. Yeah, I, I sure. need to know information more oh, on yeah. that. And, wait, and Facebook ain't the place to get that information nope. either. Nope, nope. Well, yeah, Marshall, I'm sure you're quoting uh, the folks from Facebook, um, but that was just restating what hacking is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they yes. exploited the code yes. to gain access to the account. Oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah. Facebook says they have since reset the logins for a total of 90 million accounts for extra caution. Zuckerberg's responded to the hack by saying in part, quote, this is a really serious security issue and we're taking it seriously. Mm. I don't believe anything he says. (laughs) No, no. He's just mad because somebody else has access to your entire life. He wants it only for himself. (laughs) Saturday Night Live kicked off a new season over the weekend. Musical guest was Kanye West. He uh, performed his song, I Love It, while dressed as a giant Perrier bottle <laughs> alongside fellow rapper Lil Pump, who was dressed Lil as Pump. who was dressed as a Fiji water bottle. At the end of the show, it turned out Kanye had more to say as he held the stage wearing a Make America Great hat and airing his grievances. You heard him scream at me. They bullied me. They bullied me backstage. They said, don't go out there with that hat on. They bullied me backstage. They bullied me. And then they say, I'm in a sunken place. His comments got cut for time, but Chris Rock captured the scene and posted it online. Kanye defending us. Well, you can hear Chris Rock laughing while he's recording it, so that's the way he was responding to it. Uh, uh, positive, Sean, sure. what should we know about Lil Pump? What's his over? Uh, is he, uh, I, I, is he good? Uh, no, I'm 50% sure that he's entirely made up. I don't know if he's an actual rapper. There seems uh. to be a new Lil somebody uh, every, every couple weeks right. now. But if uh, you have a little water in your basement, you need a Lil Pump. <laughs> yeah. you have a lot of water, you need a bigger pump. One thing that KW said, Mr. Kardashian, was 90% of news are liberal. 90% yep. of TV, LA, New York, writers, rappers, musicians. So it's easy to make it seem like it's so-and-so... It, to make it seem like it's so, so, so one-sided. He's absolutely right about that. Sure. In my heart, I believe Kanye is coming from a good place. He's just he's just clumsy with messaging. There's a little bit of the Kaepernick thing where he's just, he, he, he knows a little bit about very complex issues. Yeah, it's a, uh, I, I, I figured it out at some point in my life. People that are successful at anything think they know everything. It's something you got to watch out for. Uh, just because you're successful in any particular area doesn't mean right. you know more than the average person about other things. And uh, musicians especially get, in, get into that. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I saw the, um, uh, what's his name, Amir, number one constitutional scholar in America. Just love his books. Tim the Lawyer's always talking about it. He was on Morning Joe the other day and asked about the Kavanaugh thing, and he said, I'm a constitutional scholar. I'm no more qualified, though, than anybody else to determine whether or not Ford or Kavanaugh is telling the truth. Mm. Yeah, you can be an expert in all kinds of things. doesn't make you an expert in this. Remarkable. Oh, hey, probably worth mentioning, coming up, not only great tips for negotiating and how your brain affects you while you're negotiating, but 
Uh, Rehan Salam, the author of Melting Pot or Civil War, a son of immigrants, makes the case against open borders. Talk to him right after the 8 o'clock news. Really, really interesting guy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Late down in the sweet surrender. Is this hell to you, Joe Carlo? Well, it's, it's pretty bad. It is hell. <laughs> and for what? You don't just be Bill Cosby, and then suddenly you're not Bill Cosby anymore. Okay, well, you don't, you don't have to compare me to Bill Cosby. No, 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 you are him. You are him. Imagine this man in handcuffs like Bill Cosby. Just please stop saying Bill Cosby. <laughs> you put this man on Supreme Court now. No vote, no discussion. You give him a damn robe and you let him do whatever the hell he wants. Stop, you stop saying Bill Cosby. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I was thinking that when Lindsey Graham was talking. I was like, dude, 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 that's not helping. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Thanks for tuning us in. We appreciate it. We got a, an author coming up next that's getting a lot of attention with this melting pot or civil war. A son of immigrants makes the case against open borders and really gets into the whole uh, how we're assimilating millions and millions of people and what it's doing to the country thing. Well, and I know he says, uh, you know, you're like super hardcore uh, actual xenophobes aren't helping either. He's just sure. advocating for sanity. So uh, speaking of sanity, th- this is so good. Uh, Hanson, we need to post this at the website and tweet it and put it on the Facebook page. Negotiating for most people is difficult. It's nerve wracking. Um, and, and I remember early in our careers, I used to, uh, kind of take the lead in negotiating our deals. And, and I read a lot about it, um, because I found it hard. Um, not, not, not the mechanics of it, but the emotional part of it. And this is just a, a terrific piece, uh, from neuroscientists talking about what happens in your brain while you're negotiating. And whether you want a, uh, you know, you're trying to get a price on a car, of course, with our sponsors, you don't have to argue all day. The price is right there. Um, uh, or maybe you want to raise or, or maybe you're negotiating over a house or something like that. But they talk about how um, your adrenal glands actually register risk before you're conscious of it, releasing adrenaline and sparking the fight or flight uh, response or relaxation reaction. But it's all coming from deep within your brain. And, you know, I've obviously got to gloss over this a little quickly, but it has to do with the balance of testosterone and cortisol in your uh, in your brain. And that when we as human beings are having a, a nice interaction um, or any interaction, we affect each other's nervous systems a lot. Jack, did you know that when we're getting along with someone, our heart rates and breathing synchronize? I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. You're sitting around with your friends. I mean, it reminds me in a weird way of how women's uh, menstrual cycles align if they live together for a certain amount of time. But so when we're getting along, our heart rates and breathing synchronize. If we aren't having a smooth interaction, which could even just be ambiguous, but definitely a uh, I want this price. No, can't do it. I want this price. Um, you experience a dysregulation of the nervous system, and it increases your arousal and anxiety on a super deep animal level, which I found really interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I always thought, so, don't, don't be a baby. Don't be a coward. 
So people that do it for a living, they probably, um, you're in the sales game, you do it all day long, you do mm-hmm. it 10 times a day, you probably have less of a physical reaction just because you're so used to it. Right. And, and, and so, so you don't get emotional. And the other reason I wanted to post this thing is it gives you a bunch of good tips for dealing with that. Um, well, we got a couple minutes. We can get into a little bit. Um, but so if, if you're the sort of person who thinks, oh, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the negotiating thing. That's that's perfectly normal. Um, it helps to be a psychopath, by the yeah. way. So sure. if you're not a, a sociopath, work least, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of hints. Psych yourself into it. And and one of the main things to do is remind yourself the worst thing that can happen is no, you don't get a deal, um, which, you know, is fine if you think about it like that. Um, then they go into, you know, avoid caffeine, get some rest, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sure. You mind your own business. Right. Stay out of the sun. Use sunscreen. So exactly. asking for a raise isn't like a double down thing where either I get the raise or I get fired. We're right. I mean, unless you go at it in a really bad way, you know, as long as you're reasonably diplomatic about it, um, which really because the raise thing, I mean, there's there's the right way and the wrong way. But, yeah, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is, you know, we really don't have it in the budget right now. And then you can make a rational decision. Do I want to keep working there? Um, But they mentioned something that I've found to be true. You're more likely to come out ahead if you've just won at something else, even if it's completely unrelated, maybe it's a computer game or your weekly tennis match or something like that, because you have a lot more testosterone in your system. Wow, that's interesting. And so you're feeling bold and dynamic. You know what I? You know what I found really helps me if I actually have another option. <laughs> oh yeah. If you if you've actually got another option, it really really helps your your position. Right. Actually, one of my favorite books on negotiating, getting to yes, uh, well worth a read. Uh, it calls it the, I think it's the BATNA, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. And always know what your BATNA is. So it's not, you know, it's uh, you don't have like a map of the world that shows if you don't reach an agreement, there be dragons here. You know, you know what it is. And yeah, if you go in asking for a raise and there's no way you're quitting your job and you don't think you could get a job that pays as much as the one you've got very easily, <laughs> that does help your, that does hurt your confidence level and how strong you're going to be. All right, oh, just yeah. Updating my playbook here, make sure to find slowest guy in the office, challenge him to rock, paper, scissor. <laughs> beat him before you go in, exactly. Got it. Beat a Check. chicken at checkers, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they talk about doing your homework to know about competitive salaries and you know, comparable properties is a big thing in, in real estate. But the whole, um, yeah, if you can't afford to walk away or you can't afford um, to push too hard, well, that's, you know, your power is, is really is diminished in the negotiation. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. I was buying something over the weekend, and uh, I really wanted to get it for my wife's birthday, which is today. I didn't have another alternative. My position was not good. Yeah. I showed up yeah. with a trailer to take it away. I mean, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple more hints in the in the minute or two we have left. Uh, use we a lot. The word we, it acknowledges you're both involved. It feels less divisive and aggressive. Um, and, and then also one of the... You're trying to screw me, aren't you? <laughs> That's what I say. We are going to have to fight if you keep that up. Use we. Um, so it's the whole win-win approach and trying to understand where they're coming from. And that's actually one of the points of getting to yes, the book, is um, that you really need to figure out what their needs are. Yeah. 
because th- then you can find a way to satisfy both of your needs. Um, and then let's see one more hint. This is this is so good, and this I hate to give this away. It's my secret weapon, my secret Why? sauce. Why do you hate to give it away? Because I might be negotiating against somebody in the audience someday, okay. and they'll know my tricks. Don't use too many words. Don't babble because you're nervous. Damn it, Sean says. Yeah, you're doomed, Sean. (laughs) Um, Don't babble because you're nervous and use silence. If you say, you know, I I really think I'm worth $75,000 a year, and they say, well, I think you're worth forty. Just let it hang there. Don't respond. Let it hang because people, while they're laughing, they, <laughs> I think you're worth forty, and I'm being generous. <laughs> no, then you need to. I walk think I'm out. worth seventy. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's when you walk out red faced with your head hanging. Now use silence because people are desperate to fill that silence, and you can get them to negotiate against themselves. If they say, "I think you're worth forty," and you just look at them pleasantly, like Tucker Carlson watching somebody eat a bowl of mayo, um, they'll say, "Well, or you know, certainly no more than fifty. And there you go; you're gotten to moving. I've always assumed they're just going to say to me, "How about I give you a five percent pay cut and you walk out of here?" How about I pepper spray you in the face? <laughs> now get. Ah, oh boy. Melting Pot or Civil War, author of a book that's getting a lot of attention with immigration still a hot, hot topic. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.